0: Alright, well today, um, so glad to be here, and we'll start in part two of the series called Rooted, so if you have your sermon notes, you can grab those out, we'll jump right in. Uh, Today, as we continue this series, just want to kind of go back to the statement last week, by the way, if you don't have sermon notes, lift your hands, and some ushers will bring uh, some sermon notes to you, but we said this statement last week, and we'll put it up on the screen, that rootedness leads to fruitfulness, roots before fruit. And the whole purpose of—I see some hands up. So keep your hands up if you need sermon notes. But the whole purpose of this series—and I talked about these. By the way, I just—I only brought these. I'm not really going to use them as illustration today, just to show you they're still alive. And uh, if you're wondering where the other three are, uh, they're at my house. They're fine too. So we did good. Uh, but anyways, uh, rootedness leads to fruitfulness. Roots before fruit. It was just the idea that in this series and in this season as a church family, as a church body, I felt the Lord prompting us to say, you got to get rooted. And in um, getting rooted, the reason for that, or getting planted into uh, a local church body, uh, specifically, let's say, for, for us as individuals, the reason for doing that is so that the Holy Spirit can produce fruit in our lives. That when can He do it alone? Like, you know, yes, absolutely, it's Him that does the growing 100%. But putting yourself inside of a church body and getting involved in a church body is just putting yourself in the right scenario, the right environment, and the right soil. We'll talk about that a little bit today and so this is the heart behind the whole series and today we're going to talk about groups And groups are a big deal to us, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you today. My hope, my goal, the whole purpose of today's talk is that every single one of you would join a group. I talk about this all the time, every season. So it's going to happen. As long as I'm the pastor of this church, there's going to be a sermon on every fall and every spring on get in a group. Why? Because I want you to produce fruit in your life. I want the Holy Spirit to produce fruit in your life. And so that's the whole goal of today. So I've got a few verses, and then we'll talk some more about groups. So Hebrews chapter 3, that's where I want to start. It's in your notes as well. And so you can look up on the screen. If you have your phone, you can do that. Hebrews uh, 3, and then it will also be in Hebrews 10. But um, before you decide if you want to join a group this season, I want to talk to you a little bit about it. So don't decide yet. You can decide at the end. And if you say no, you can say no. All right. So here it goes. Hebrews 3, Paul, or some believe it's Paul, but uh, the author of Hebrews would be more appropriate, uh, says this, writes this, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. He's writing to some people, evidently, who you could find yourself turning away from God. And you could find yourself with an unbelieving heart. He says, but here's the remedy, here's the solution of that, so to keep you from turning, it says... But encourage one another daily. Notice the key word daily. It's not just week by week. Daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. What's he getting at? Our hidden sin hardens our heart. Let me say that again. When you have hidden sin in your life, it hardens your heart. You become more kind of open to it, and you become to not even see it. Uh, Often the phrase that people would say is, it becomes like furniture. You know, uh, your house has a certain smell. You ever walked into somebody's house and it's like it smells terrible? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Anybody ever been to a group when it smells, but not okay? You're like, hey, you're in my group last year. Um, so, um, but yeah, our, all of our homes have a certain smell, and and if you go on vacation or something, sometimes you come back and you're like, oh, what's that smell? Well, what happens is you live in that environment long enough, and you don't smell it anymore. I think sin is the same way. You could find yourself in a scenario disobeying God, away from God, and it doesn't always have to be a big, heavy, clear sin or something, it just, in certain scenarios, and because you live in it, your heart hardens to it, and you don't sense it, you don't see it. And so the writer is saying, this is why you need other people in your life daily to help with these situations and scenarios. He says, so that you will not be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And so as our heart becomes harder, we become less and less sensitive to our sin, right? And we begin to convince ourselves it's not sin. In fact, you can get so immersed in sin that you convince yourself it isn't sin. It's just kind of, uh, it's okay. It's one of those things. And then you just kind of move on. He says, don't do that. In Hebrews 10, one more verse I'll read to us this morning as we think about groups. The writer writes this, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. So don't waver. This is the important line. Don't waver. It says, for God can be trusted to keep his promise, Therefore, if you think about this, right, verse 24, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love. You need motivation. He says, and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do. Some people don't join groups. Some people do. But don't neglect that. But encourage one another. There it is again. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So the writer of Hebrews is simply saying there's going to be times that you need other people in your life, need others to keep you from losing faith. If you wanna know why at the heart of this, why, do, why am I so big on groups and getting involved in groups and we spend the whole time talking about it, because I don't want you to lose your faith. I mean, the Bible is so clear about this, that there'll be times that we're all tempted to lose faith, not lose salvation. I'm not talking about losing salvation. I'm talking about losing confidence in who God is. There's times in our life that we're going to need somebody to remind us of who he is. Even in the, uh, what Shelly was just sharing up here, or Michelle. I didn't even know that, in you're a staff. I'm like, Michelle. Um, but um, even in what she was just saying, there's going to be times you're like, gosh, you're right. Tithing, that's right. God's faithful to give. That's right. You know? And it just reminds us. I was in the back just a second ago. It's how it works. And Lindsay was back there, and she, just, you know, she says, I got chills off that story. What happened? Just encouraged. Lindsay was just reminded that God is faithful when we tithe and we do what he tells us to do, ultimately. It's, it's encouraging one another. So you don't lose faith, not salvation necessarily, but, but losing confidence in who he is. And so he talks about this, and my hope is that none of you lose faith, that we all remain on solid ground, as we talked about last week. And scripture is clear. How does that occur? when you have other people encouraging you daily. Can't do it without other people. And that's my whole point that I wanna push on today. Um, years ago, uh, many of you know I was on staff at Bridgeway Church and there was a, a lady there was on staff, her name was Jessica Vilas, and she brought up this illustration years ago. This is 2014 and uh, we were in a series around rootedness and so and in, anyways, all these dots have kinda connected this week. But she brought up this, and I've never forgotten this image, and it's this image of redwood trees, and I'm just going to kind of show a couple pictures of redwoods. I don't know if you've ever seen redwood trees. We'll put a first image up. These are uh, the tallest trees in the world, and from just reading some things on them, they can grow up to 350 feet, and this is massive, uh, massive you know, contraption trees are huge. Anybody ever seen redwoods in real life? Just curious, a couple of you. Huge. And, um, and so uh, what's interesting about these redwoods is they start as small as a, as a tomato seed. That's how they begin. It's pretty incredible. In fact, it takes about 15 adults. We have another picture of a person trying to wrap their arm. 15 adults it would take to circle the trunk of the tree. And uh, pretty incredible. And they have a, what's interesting though, is they have a, a really unique um, root system. The root system is where it gets really interesting as it relates to groups. And I think it's a great parallel, great example of why we, why we talk about groups so much and why scripture is all about getting together with one another. Uh, the root system is that these roots typically don't go more than six feet, So most of these roots of these trees go between three to six feet, and many of them stay above the surface. We have a picture. We'll show some of these and how this works together. And I'll just read some from some of the stuff that I read about them. But the redwoods stay standing because their shallow roots intertwine with the roots of other redwood trees. They are literally holding each other up. The trees grow in close proximity to each other so they can share nutrients and physically support each other. Come on, this will preach, please. Do you hear this already? Okay. Beneath the surface, their roots look like one massive system. At the root of who they are, they interlock with one another. And then also they operate in unity. It's as if the trees are saying, we're in this together, we're one. If you want to knock one of us down, you're going to have to knock us all down. The roots provide strength, and their strength lies in their connection with each other. Come on. Anybody? Can we just applaud God for the creation of Redwoods? I think this was God's um, illustration when he was creating Redwoods. He's like, this is all about groups. This is what this is. One day, all my ministers can talk about Redwoods. Man, what a picture. The strength is in their connection with one another. In fact, I was reading some more on this stuff, and it was talking about wildfires. You know, wildfires are happening and stuff like that. And it says, these are one of the only trees that tend to stay standing in the midst of wildfires. And the reason is that because they're saturated in water so deep on the outside that the fire can't penetrate. That's a whole nother sermon. Here's what's really cool about this, a picture that just happened up here a minute ago. We had Andrews and his father up here, you know, singing the song together. You see family connected in churches and things like that. What's interesting about the redwood seeds, you say, how do they grow? Because they have to fight for shade. You know, sunlight or, you know, if if a seed's growing, it needs sunlight. So how do these trees get the sunlight if they're, how do the, the seeds grow? Well, oftentimes for redwoods, actually the trees sprout from their own root system. And as soon as I saw that, I just thought, man, that's exactly what it's like in Scripture where it says train a child in the way they should go and they won't depart. It's the idea that, that children, if you would, if they could just grow from, from you. And I just think that's a great picture of why we even put our children in potential environments to grow in their faith. Right? It's like, man, it, the necessity of having a strong root system and what a great picture of even... How our children grow in faith because of where we're rooted. Here's the point of why I was just saying what I was saying. Listen, where you get rooted will often determine, often determine where your children get rooted. I mean, your your root system matters, where you put yourself. All right, so write this into your notes if you would. Who we root ourselves next to matters. Okay, you could just go back to high school and go, yep, that's true, right? Who we root ourselves next to matters. Who we plant ourselves next to matters. In fact, I was talking with a, a, a guy, my, my daughter's uh, soccer team and another dad, and he has a huge garden. This past week, I was uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in his garden. Just kind of, was like, Man, that's funny, I'm preaching on Rooted, and we we're kind of talking about it. But he was talking to me about, he has this massive garden, you know, much bigger than the whole thing in his backyard. And he was talking about how he plants different flowers and different things so that bees can pollinate, and this can happen, and this can happen. He was saying, yeah, you have to have these kind of flowers next to these kind of trees. And he was just talking all about it. I had no idea. But it just reminded me, gosh, man, it, even what you plant next to a certain tree matters. And, and the type of the, the fruit that it can produce based on where it's planted and, and all that goes into that, that who you plant yourself next to matters so much. And it does. And Scripture's clear to support this. 1 Corinthians 15, says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. We know that's true. Like who we put ourselves around does matter. So a plant has to be put in the proper soil. You can write this in your notes. Keeping faith is connected to fellowship with others of faith. This is what the writer of Hebrews is getting at. All through scripture you see this, that putting yourselves around the right people in order to maintain faith. Keeping faith is connected to Fellowship with, fellowshipping with others of faith. It's the word koinonia is why I use the word fellowshipping. It's where we get in Acts chapter two where they're fellowshipping, they're in, they're in koinonia, they're in intimate relationship with one another. There's a closeness of proximity with one another. It's just important who you put yourself around. That's why groups exist. Simply for this, to say things that will keep each other growing, which is the title of the sermon today. Just keep growing, And oftentimes, you need other people just to encourage you to keep growing. It's not just going, it's also growing in the Lord. Look at Colossians 2, where Paul writes this to the church in Colossae. He says this in verse 2, Colossians 2, 2 through 5. My goal is, and here's his whole goal this is Paul writing this, my goal is that they may be encouraged. His whole hope was that he could encourage them in heart and united in love. There's a picture of those root structures, those interconnectedness, united in love. They're united. That's how they intertwine with one another so that, and the result of this, when they intertwine with one another, they may have full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. Christ. What a beautiful picture. What is he saying? He's saying, the more you get connected in love with one another, the more Christ will get revealed in your life. This is how it should operate. It doesn't always operate that way, but it should operate that way. It says, in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this. Now look, why is he saying it? Why is is he pushing on this? I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. So that you don't lose your faith. You don't get pulled away into something that's not true. For though I am absent from you in body, I'm present with you in spirit. I text you all day long, even though we're not together physically, that's what he's saying. And delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. Write this into your notes. Our love for one another holds us together. That's what he's getting at, your love for one another. As the local church, that's what holds you together. You say, what does love look like? Encouragement, prayer, support, care, connection, building up, edifying, time together. Do these things with and for one another. Why? Because it helps us have strong root systems. It helps us grow in our faith, and we need each other. Last line, bottom line of today is we grow better together. I could show you so many scripture verses on that truth that we grow better together. It's a statement that we say in our family all the time. We, we talk about our approach to ministry is gather, grow, give, and go. And the statement to grow is that we grow better together. It's a truth that we grow better together. And this is the season I push on you, I challenge you to get rooted in a group this season. Why? Why? but you don't lose your faith. And in moments where you're losing faith or you're losing hope or you're questioning things or you're battling something, you can interlock with other people of faith to strengthen your faith. This is so important, I believe, in the local body of Christ. The elders do not give me a greater bonus, but more people that get involved in groups. I just want you to know there's no benefit to me. It's for you, it's for the body. Right, I want to see you grow in faith and not lose faith. So we're going to get really practical talking about groups with that in mind. And, um, and at some point, let me just say this to you, and I'll just share something recently with my own family. Many of you know, my mother-in-law's uh, been in the hospital and been battling some stuff. And so um, at some point this season, you're going to need someone to lock arms with you. At some point between now and December, you're gonna need someone to lock arms with you eventually for prayer, for support, for encouragement. And recently, of course, many of you know that my mother-in-law's been in the hospital and uh, been battling some things, and uh, praise God, she's just doing better, and she's moved into a rehab uh, facility, and she posted it on social media last night, so I feel like I can uh, publicly say that here, that um, she's gone through... Uh, the brain surgery to get a tumor removed and a cyst strained, and praise God she's in uh, recovery. So, but here's what was fascinating to me about about this past week, obviously, as my family's been, you know, dealing with this. I can't tell you how I'm saying, I mean, I was literally shocked by so many of you going, oh, yeah, and my, you know, father-in-law's name is Steve. Steve's been texting me. Steve's been texting me. Steve's been texting me, and he doesn't know I'm saying this, but Steve's been texting me, Steve's been texting me, been, and, and I man, you know, and so just different people from around and, and how, how's your mother-in-law doing, how's everybody doing, how's your, and text messages that I got or Chris got and different people, and I just can't, I can't tell you, and when I thought of that, I thought, man, how would Steve be handling this if he didn't have a body to lock arms with? So thankful that he has a church family to lock arms with. And you may not battle something like that this season. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't in your own family or in your own life. But there will be a time. There will be a day. There will be a moment where you're like, I need to lock arms with somebody. And that's the point of groups. That's why we come together as the church to lock arms with one another so we can grow in faith with one another. So important, and I've seen that in my own life, and you can keep my, and I say it now, my father's having an open heart surgery. He's gonna have two valve replacements, four bypasses. He's gonna have a really serious surgery this coming Friday. He's in California. You can keep him in prayer. When I say that, and you free pray for him, that's, that's great. Listen, I'm just locking arms. I'm gonna to need to lock arms with different people in my life as I battle through that stuff this, this coming week. So lock arms with one another, it's so important. All right, let's get real practical. And then we'll dismiss you to sign up for a group. All right, so just real practical. Why do groups exist here at Brave Church? Okay, here at Brave, we just call them groups. I've told you this before. We don't call them life groups, grow groups, big groups, small groups. We just call them groups, okay? This is much easier and less printing. All right, so groups, all right? They simply exist to help people grow spiritually and connect relationally. For seven years, we've made the same statement. Grow spiritually, connect relationally. We want you to grow spiritually and we want you to connect to each other relationally. That's the whole reason they exist. We know and you know that you want friends. Anybody here is like, no, nah, no friends. I'm introverted. I only need one or two. I told somebody this morning, man, you're my friend. Where are you at? Because I'm more introverted. i just seen a couple, just a couple, you know. But, but we all need friends. Somebody, anybody here need a friend? You're just like, I could use a friend. You got enough? <laughs> Undecided. Well, I love you as a church. Come on, man. Can I just talk to me today? Just come on, help me out today. Anybody need a friend? All right. Anybody have enough? You got something you can share? You, know, you can get rid of the bad ones, you know. All right. Did I hear already did that? <laughs> okay. All right. They're not in here, right? No, no. Okay. In <laughs> the back row, you know. No, All right. So let's talk about groups, and then we'll we'll let you get out of here. All right. Here we go. Real practical about church and groups, because I know we're not the only church that runs groups. Many churches run groups. But let me just talk about groups. I just thought, what keeps you from joining a group? Because you have zero support scripturally. I'm not pointing like an anger here, it's passion. You cannot support not getting involved in a group with this. There's no biblical argument that you would say, no, getting involved with the body of Christ is not scriptural. You'll lose that argument. No, no, no. Scripture talks about the importance of being rooted with a local body. It never talks about attending a local body. You'll never find scripture about attendance of a local body. You'll find scripture all about being a part of the body. In fact, 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, each of you is a part of the body. And that body part matters. Over and over again. All right, so we all are called by God, I believe, to get involved with a local body. Okay, so why don't we do this? I think there's two reasons, and I'm sure there's a lot of reasons, but I'm gonna give two that I've seen in my years of ministry. Number one, the fear of the unknown. And I wrote down just the unknown, but the, the fear of the unknown, and you can put the word fear there. And here's what happens in your minds and my mind when you think about groups, right? What are they gonna be like? You know? What are they, what are they gonna do? What do they talk about? Do they chant? Do they? You know, come on. I mean, you know, you just, you, just, you just start thinking of all these, the fear of the unknown. You know, what are they, do they quiz me when I walk in? You know, is it boring? You know, is it gonna smell bad? Do they have a dog that's a pit bull and he's gonna bite everybody? You just think, come on. You just, all the fear of the unknown oftentimes keeps us from joining a group. You know, what if they get to know the real me? You know, what if they ask me serious questions about my life? I'm not ready for that yet. All kinds of fear of the unknown. Now, I wrote a quote, and I don't know how. Sometimes I'm writing the sermon, and then a quote comes to me, I'm like, man, that is good. This is one of those moments, okay, you ready? All right, so sometimes you don't join groups because you're like, what if we don't like them? What if they're weird? Anybody ever just thought, well, I don't want to join a group because it could be kind of weird, and what do we do, and this is, all right, I've thought that. Here's what I wrote down. Everyone is a stranger until you meet them. You agree with that? All right, everyone's a stranger until you meet them. After that, they either just remain strange or they become friends. That's good, right? I thought that was good. So, if you don't return, they got the hint, okay? All right, you didn't like them so much. All right, totally, totally fine. Or they could not become your friends, right? You ever met somebody, too, and you thought, they're kind of weird, and you just start making you know, the preconceived judgments. You ever done that before? Before you ever really hang out and talk to them? You ever judge somebody before hanging out with them? Okay, just by the way they look, the way they talk, and then you get to know them, and they become friends. Has that ever happened to you? You're like, dude, we'll never hang out, and then all of a sudden you're the you know, best friends. Man, listen, the fear of the unknown. I My mean, encouragement is, and I'm going to talk to you, about this: don't, don't fear the unknown, just just jump in, see what it's like, and then move on to the next if you don't like it, so good. The second barrier is time, all right. I Man, so practical. The reason you won't jump in front of a group is not because of this, you'll say, no, that, no the Bible says so, yeah, that's true. I don't really fear the unknown, I'm good, I'm comfortable around people, but just don't have time, time, time. And here's the, here's the big secret, you don't have time, but all those who do join a group do, it's incredible. We're not parents and have kids and jobs. We do nothing but hang out in groups all day long. That's Look around the room. We're all busy. Every single one of us would say could, could, could display a clear schedule that says, I don't have time. There's not one person in here who's contributing to society in some form or fashion that could say, I have plenty of time. Okay? We all battle the time thing. And, and here's, let me push on this. And this is a barrier. And here's, here's the mistake people make all the time. Ready? You're either all in or all out. You feel, this is a lie. I want to just correct the thinking in your mind. Change the thinking. I either have to be all in the group or all out. That is not true. Let me free you right now. If you show up two times out of the 12 weeks in a group, hey, awesome. Stop thinking I have to be all in or all out you don't. Practical life happens. That's why we do them every single week in our groups. We already know you're going to make it one, two, three, four times. That's fine. Maybe you can make it to all. Maybe you can make it to a few meetings. So what? Do the best you can. Life happens. But don't make the mistake of not planting yourself next to people of faith just because you can't always physically be there. Because you never know when you need a couple of people just to text, text to and lean into somebody or talk to that group leader for just a minute on the outside two or three months down the road. You just never know what life brings your way. So be a part of a group. You don't feel like you have to show up every single week in order to um, you know, be a part of a group. That's just not the case, okay? All right, joining a group, how do you do it? All right, here's what you do. This is the most complicated part of the day. You choose a group. Then you attend the group as often as you can. And if you don't like it, you attend a different one. How about that? (laughs) Thanks for the applause. I mean, those are all the group leaders. Like, yes, come on. I'm trying to free you up today. If you don't like the group, then just go to another one. Okay? We will not be offended. We have conversations with all of our group leaders, and I tell them they may not like you. And that's okay. You know, like, it's totally fine. You just didn't click. That's totally fine. That's why people leave this church all the time. They just don't like me. I'm fine with that. I get it. I know. You know? When you say you don't like a church, you're really just saying you don't like me. That's fine. I get it. I'm comfortable. Amen? All right. God likes me. All right. The requirements for a group. Okay? All right. Here it is. For seven years, I give the same spiel. So nothing's changed. All right? All right. Here's how you, the requirement to be part of a group. It's what you have to do, okay? Show up, participate, be real. That's it. It's not complicated. Now the be real part, right there, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, that's why I'm not joining a group, okay? I wanna be fake. Okay, then you will never produce fruit in your life. Did you hear that? At some point, you have to be willing to get real if you wanna see fruit in your life. If you wanna grow spiritually, You're gonna need to be around people at times in your life who allow you to be real. Can I just be real, you know? You're gonna need people that you can be real with. Before a seed can take root, do you know what has to happen? It has to be cracked open. The seed has to open up. If the seed doesn't open up, no root. No root, no fruit. Come on. At some point, the outer shell of your life has to be cracked open if you want to see spiritual fruit produced in your life. Can I be real with you? I heard what Shelly said about tithing today. That's me. I just need to talk to somebody about tithing. It's getting real. Can I be real with you? I've been questioning my walk with the Lord. I just don't know if it's true. How do you know this whole thing is actually true? That's being real. Can I be real with you? I me and my wife often say, we just don't have any friends. See, it gets real. And that's where the fruit begins to grow. And that's when spiritual growth begins to take. And that's where the redwood trees start to sprout up in your life spiritually. So you're going to have to be willing to get a little real sometimes. And some of you will literally allow the idea of getting real with someone to prevent you from being involved. You'd rather just show up, watch, go, no one knows me little fruit. And I want you to grow and flourish and become everything that God has called you to become. And that's not a bad thing. Why would you want anything less than a pastor than simply to want you to grow in your way of the Lord? Why? Of course I want you to grow in the Lord, all right? So, if a seed was never willing to get buried, and I thought about this, if a seed had feelings, you know, if a little seed had feelings, I don't know about you, maybe a little scary, because you have to get buried, and it's dark. Not only that, you're suffocating in dirt. Anybody ever thought about that? seems kind of scary. But if it didn't get a little scary, if it didn't get a little dirt, it would never end up producing the fruit that it was meant to produce. So yes, I know joining a group can be a little intimidating for all the reasons I've stated and pretty much more. I understand that. I want to see you produce fruit this season. God's calling us as a church to get rooted this season. And even if you can't come every single week, that's fine. No apology needed. Just go when you can. Attend when you can. Amen? All right. So uh, I want to invite somebody up. Matt and Alicia, you guys can come up. I want to invite uh, somebody up up front. They're just going to share just a minute. They were sitting just like you, thinking about signing up for a group, and they're just going to share a little bit. Come on up, come on up. And um, they're going to share... Uh, just a little bit about their group experience, and then we're going to dismiss you to sign up for groups, or not sign up for groups. So You guys can, okay. hey, yeah, is the mic on? This is good?
1: Morning. Good morning. Oh. So, uh, wow, it's really bright. How do you yeah. do this? It's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> my hubby told me before we... Uh, came up here to speak this morning, he said, Alicia, you know you have one minute, right? So I'm not sure what he <laughs> meant by that, but um, anyways, I had to write it down, um, okay. just because when I was praying about this, when Matt and I were asked of what to say, just scripture verses keep coming come to my heart and mind, and I was like, what am I going to do, stand up there and just do scripture verses the whole, and the Lord, was, it's okay, it's church, you know, I think. I yeah. think people will be good with that. Um, but it was interesting, after I had some of the verses in my heart and mind, the Lord was showing some examples of those verses that, that was laid on my heart. Um, you used one of them, by the way, today, thanks. Huh. It's all right.
0: I wonder who's leading the service.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. It's cool how he does that, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Um, so one was Iron Sharpens Iron. Um, I remember the ladies in our group were just meeting um, together this night, and we have gotten to know each other pretty well at this point that cracking shells or seeds or whatever was cracked. And uh, I was kind of venting about a situation with my sister that I was upset about.
0: I thought you were going to say venting about Matt. I was like, oh, no, here we go. No, oh no, 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 no.
1: That was the <laughs> other night. <laughs> yeah, just, sorry, sorry. It, no, it wasn't. It
0: wasn't. <laughs>
1: sorry. And uh, Erica, I'm going to call you out here because I appreciate you so much. And Erica said, well, Alicia, do you think she meant it this way or that? Like, she meant it not like that, but this and I thought, no, I'm right. You know, I'm like, you're supposed to be on my side, Erica. But she has that gift of doing that. So the rest of the week, I was just praying about that, like, oh, Lord, you know. And Shelly, of course, I don't know where she is, but with her scripture verses, gave an awesome scripture verse right off the bat about the spirit of offense. Um, so something I kind of struggle with and and continue, but... That really, when you start to go and you show up, that kind of um, iron sharpens iron, helps your faith. The other scripture verse was two or more gathered in um, my name, I'm in the midst of them. So when you step out in obedience, if you're kind of sitting out like I'm not too sure, or uh, fear, or whatever the reason may be, when you step out in that obedience, he is in our discussions, he is in our worship, He is in our laughter in those small groups. It's just, I remember one night, we all just laughed so much, y'all. And when I pray over each couple, like during the week, I think about what they bring to that group with their humor. Just, I don't know, we just have such a good time. The last one, two strands or cords are better than one. Um, It's just not enough, really, just to show up on Sunday and then just leave. That's hard to get to know people and to form uh, relationships. Um, we, the women in our groups, we called them groves. So forgive me. I have to keep groups, yeah. groups in it. Georgia. We called them groves, yeah. but the women in our group, we have a text feed. So if something happens during the day, Hey, this just happened. I need your prayer. And guys, you can feel that they are all stopping whatever they're doing, and they're praying for you. And you can feel that. And it just means so, so much. Um, when Matt and I were first visiting, it was we were new. We just moved here. And we're at Nancy's and Jeremy's and they were leading at that time. And Matt and I pulled away and I said, I know this is weird, because we just met them, I don't even know if I could say all their names again, but I feel like they would do anything for us. Anything, we could text and say, oh my gosh, guys, this happened, and they would be there.
0: Wow.
1: Um, something that uh, a guy in our groups used to say when he would sign his texts or emails, he would say, in this with you, and I just really believe in the groves. You're, you get involved. You're not alone. Someone is walking it with you. Yeah. Sorry, that so was more minute. than a minute. I really apologize.
0: Yeah. Matt told me you do that. Yeah, no, he didn't. I'm just joking. I'm joking. He didn't say that.
2: Uh, good morning. Uh, my name is Matt Ingram. Um, yeah, I just want to say, encourage you if, you, if you've moved here recently like we did, we moved here probably about two years ago. We bounced around looking for churches and my brother said, I know it's a little bit of a drive for you, because at the time, when the school was at the elementary school, it was a little drive, he said, I promise it's gonna be worth it, go check out Brave. And we came, and, and sure enough, we loved it, and uh, when signups came, we, we, we joined Nancy and Jeremy's group, and uh, your, your house smelled amazing, Nancy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was that feeling when you walk in, I mean, uh, uh, you know, Nancy even said it in, you know, she's like the most kind, gracious host ever. She's like, we've been praying we would get somebody with a little, you know, more uh, wisdom, uh, maturity. And I was like, you can say old. Uh, <laughs> but she was so, you're so sweet. And and just like you all now here where some of these groups have already been meeting for a semester. And you're like, oh, well, they've already formed friendships and all this. Well, they welcomed us in day one um, and added us to text chains and prayer chains and as Alicia said, uh, I remember Nancy and Jeremy had to go on, uh, they had to go. They went on vacation, but the hurricane was coming and a bunch of guys came over and put the hurricane shutters on their house. And I was like, wow, yeah. you know, they, they, this group really is here for each other, dinners for each other. Hey, my, my car broke down. Can you pick up my kids from school? I mean, really intentional about the relationships and being there for one another. And if you're craving that, I just cannot encourage you enough to just join a group. Uh, we have the pleasure of being in Shelly and Jacobs now. And as Alicia was saying, we have a guy's chat going as well. And it is real in there. It's not the Instagram, Facebook, hey, our lives are great. It's, no. hey, what are you struggling with? How can I pray for you? How can I help you on that? And it, it truly is encouraging, as you're saying, yes. Pastor Ricky, uh, to, to feel that and know you're not walking through life alone and have those um, other roots uh, to, to, you know, grab a hold of. So sure. that's our encouragement. That's good. Thank that. you so much. Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you. All right, so uh, if you're a group leader, you can come down front. You just be down there if you can. Group leaders are gonna come down front. We're gonna pray over them. We're gonna dismiss you. Uh, Everybody has this on their seat, so grab this out. It says Fall 2023, group's on it. And if you would, turn to the page, and you're gonna see all the faces up here. I think Chris is not here today, but everybody else I think is. So let me just kind of go through these. There's sign-up tables in the back, so when we're dismissed, I encourage you to go meet these people, talk with them about their group, or get to know them a little bit and uh, we'll dismiss you out just like this today okay so uh monday night we have our men's group damon where you at damon there he is okay we love you damon thank you for doing our men's group uh manhood god's perspective they're doing kingdom men rising by tony evans that's gonna happen on mondays at six thirty. and you see another monday group uh this is a where are we at here jacob and Shelley. yes right here jacob and Shelley. they're leading a group as well And they're going to be going over sermon notes, and so they basically just kind of help uh, really bring truth to what I preach, basically, correct all my errors. That's why they really do it. That's not what it says. Forgive him. Okay. Um, So another Monday group. It sounds like we have financial peace uh, happening as well. This is awesome. So good? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So good, so glad uh, that they're doing this, Owen and Jeannie Perkins. And let me just say, financial peace, if you've never done it, me and my wife did this when we first got married 15 years ago, and it trains, it, it till to this day, we use language uh, from financial peace. And so if you've never done it, if you need your finances in order, just jump in, do it, and uh, it's gonna be a great group. And then Tuesday nights, we have Andrews and Lynn's, they're running one, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's an awesome book, by the way. And, um, and so then you have a Wednesday night group Don and Michelle Jones, uh, they're incredible, they've been doing this for a number of years, <laughs> this is awkward applauding, <laughs> so, I did not ask you to do that, it's okay. it's just happening, I get we love each other, all right, and then if you turn it over on the back, you see Wednesday group, we have a, a mom's group, Freedom and Motherhood, okay, they're going to go through some material there, so that's a, for moms, and uh, excited that, about that, and then we have Thursday groups uh, for couples and women, Nisi uh, is doing one as well, and Kendra, where are you at? where you guys at Kendra Chris are they oh there they are right here in front of me all right and Nisi's over there incredible and then starting point this is going to be a new one that we do Chris is not here But on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., this starting point, by the way, is more of a foundations of faith. And so starting point is if you're beginning in faith or just learning practical things about the Bible, where to begin. Chris Church did an awesome sermon while I was gone back in July, and he's gonna be leading that here on site on Sunday mornings called Starting Point. And so that's the basics and foundations of faith. So a lot of really cool things happening with groups. We encourage you to go sign up to be a part of one. In addition to that, let me say uh, one more thing or two more things. We also have a softball team that we're trying to launch. We would love to do that as a group, but you're going to notice back there, it just says interest, okay, so it it says kind of a TBD on the night. I think right now, Jeremy, is it Thursdays or Wednesdays? I think, do you remember, not know if Jeremy's in the room. Thursdays? Thursdays? Okay, so the softball group, thank you, was it uh, Thursday nights, and it's a men's league, And so if you're interested in that, just sign up for it, and hopefully we get enough men to to pull it off. So uh, that's back there. And then also, something we're doing, this is not a group, but certainly I encourage you to join it, is our Fantasy Football League. We're going to do that, and uh, we're going to have a draft day together as a church, so if you like to do fantasy football, no, there's not money on the table, wah, wah, and... uh, but, uh, but it'll be fun. So if you like to do fantasy football, we're gonna be doing that as a church as well. But we're not kind of classifying that as a group, but it's certainly available for you to connect. We just want you to get connected, get planted, amen? Can we pray over all of our group leaders? If you would extend your hands towards them, we're gonna pray over them as they guide and lead us in this, in this group season. So Jesus, thank you so much for those willing to step up. And I know they do it in love. And uh, Lord, they do it to provide a place to encourage, to support, to pray with your body. And so, Lord, I pray right now over them as they have conversations, as they meet with others, Lord, as they open their homes, God, God, that you would use their uh, the, their home, their season, those, that time, Lord, to grow your people, Lord, in faith, Lord, give them everything they need, strengthen their own root system, God, in you, that they would be upheld by your spirit, God, as they lead and guide so many others. It's in your name we pray, amen. Amen.